Hello, and welcome to the Bama Beat Basketball Podcast, uh, brought to you by Wickles Pickles. I am Hunter Johnson, and I'm joined, as always, by Cecil Hurt, sports editor of the Tuscaloosa News. Cecil, how's it going? Great, Hunter. Um, good to have an emergency, bas- not an emergency, but a, a basketball podcast coming up. I, I, I'm doing well, but I'm, I'm not doing near as well as I was at 5 o'clock on Saturday. <laughs> maybe like maybe like 501 502 I'm not sure about the exact time but of course speaking of the commitment of five star in state um point guard JD Davison which coincidentally you know I hate to talk about football in the basketball podcast but he committed and then immediately had the waddle touchdown it was just like whoa does it does it get any better than this no it was a it was it, you know it was a lot of multitasking for us but right um you know, had felt like that that JD had. You know, he set a date, then he moved his date because he was going to commit on Halloween. Right. Um, and then he moved his date to his mom's birthday, and then he put it on hold for like twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, he tweeted about it and then ended up like deleted the tweet by twenty minutes. Deleted later, the tweet like, did about that, twenty did that minutes. Matter like, yeah, like, we back it, on whatever whatever needed to get worked out. You know, got worked out, and um, so I, I think over the last week there was more and more buzz for Alabama, and um, that Antoine Petway had really done a, a good job with him but now he's a he's a unique talent he's he's different you know people compare guys and love to compare you know he's first of all colin is the immediate comparison colin sexton but he's first of all he's built different than colin right and his background is a lot different than colin colin had played and and jd certainly played some aau and certainly had a big summer on the aau circuit um but he's he's you know not thick like Colin was. Um, may not be as fast end to end as Colin and Kyra, but was really fast. Now, where he's where he's similar to Colin in some ways is that that um, one one of the many good things about JD is um, he's a one two. You know he he he's not just a pure point. You could play him at two. And it's not a liability because he's a super athletic. I mean, imagine a guy, and having said don't do comparisons, let me do a comparison here. Um, imagine a guy that, that had scenarios, jumping ability, athletic ability, but could handle the ball, was a good passer, had good court vision, uh, was probably a better shooter than that you know all those all those other things uh that go beyond just being a great athlete but is also that kind of great athlete the the comparison i'm not going to make but you know the obvious one he's not as long he's not quite as long as john morant right that kind of all-around skill set well the thing is you don't have to make the comparison because Jerry Meyer already has compared him to a, right. a John Morant, Russell Westbrook, you know, type player. That's not saying he's yeah. going to have the professional. Yeah, now Russell, that, Russell Westbrook's six six too. Let's, right. let's be fair. I think it was just comparing him in terms of athleticism. 
Yeah, in terms of jumping over and dunking on guys, but that is not his entire game. If you watched the state tournament last February, um, Calhoun won the state championship. He made a three, everybody remembers. But over the course of his games in Birmingham, he, he had one or two dunks, you know, that were pretty athletic. You'd say, man, that's, that's for a high school kid, that's a great dunk. But that's not what he was looking to do. You know, he wasn't out there trying to trying to do that. Um, now, in AAU, where it's up, flying up and down, and um, you, you want to win, but it's not a state championship situation. It's also uh, a little bit more about putting on a show. A little bit more about, you know, there's there's 50 coaches sitting there, and, um, and, and your guy's not going to defend you at 100% every single time. Um, you know, he could, he could do whatever he wants, one hand, two hand, um, 180 over guys, um, has that kind of athletic ability. So, um, will be interesting to see what kind of season he has, how everything works. The one thing I'll say about him, he, he's been very quiet on social media until, until, until he committed, <laughs> until he committed. And now you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's like following, um, one of the, you know, it's, it's like following Jerry Meyer, you know, he's right. Every recruit he's in there. He's, he's tweeting them. He knows a lot of them. Um, and he's, he's in their feed and he's talking to, I'm sure he's talking to them. You know, I'm sure right. he's got their phone number. So he's, he's suddenly become um mr recruiter as well oh i'm serious i'm following recruiting through him um like that's you, you could know, you, know, you really could yeah i really i, mean, I really kind of am i mean i know most of the guys that were on but i mean hey he could throw some some name out that I, i'm not ready for the uh, the other the other news and we'll get back to recruiting i think we'll do some more recruiting and get some names but i have to admit um when i got up this morning i had to write a a quick story. Um, they've finally finalized the Maui Invitational in Asheville, and um, should be a great tournament. But I was thinking, Alabama opens with Stanford, and I, I got to admit, my first thought was Hunter is going to be insane on Twitter, trying to find, <laughs> trying to tweet. At people trying to tweet at his uh, at Josh Childress, you know, and, and um, whoever he can find from Stanford. I think so, pretty tame. I uh, I just I just said hey. Yeah, but it's not the game yet. It hasn't tipped right, off right. yet. Right. Oh, for sure. Who knows? Me, me and Josh Childress might end up having a friendly wager on your show. Who? Maybe. Although, you never know. He, he'd be he's blocked, he's blocked you lately, but somebody will somebody will communicate it. No, he hadn't blocked me. Oh, I'm in. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, we're good. I think he. I actually really do think he he like enjoys it. I think he appreciates it. I mean, well, then, way then, off base there. Like I say, that's what that's what I kind of originally thought, and um, so when when it's on the court, you'll uh, you'll definitely be dishing it out, and he yeah, probably well, will too, because it's a good matchup. Great. This someone on the side. I, I I said that to him, and people started messing with him, and he started like posting links, like screen grabs of the bot score. Comparing like how many free throws we shot, how many free throws they <laughs> shot, like he, it still bothers him. Well, it was a weak Pac, 
Pac-12 teams, you know, yeah. get to the get to the rim. Don't sit out there and shoot 15 footers. Right, get to the rim, right. you might get a call. Well, hey, but, when um, he tried to drive to the rim, Kennedy got in front of him. It's not. Yeah, he, yeah. So, so right. but a great this field. A, this will not be a, a 2004 podcast again. We've no, we covered that. No, a, but a great field that really will help their strength of schedule almost anyway. That the, you know, there, there's almost not a bad team. There's not Chaminade. That right. you'd, you'd look at it and say, well, you know, we can at least get that one. I mean, I guess if you had to to look at a couple, maybe UNLV, maybe Davidson, but you've you've seen Davidson before. That's no bargain. Um, who, was, who was who's in that field that was not originally in it? Uh, I think they got the, all the originals. I think well, Shamanad's just being in it though. No, Shamanad's not been in the Maui. They, they, oh, they're they're only in it like every like, every other year year or every three years. Their kid. You know, their four-year kids get to play in it, but it's right. not like it used to be where every other year. They're, okay, that's right. They're, where every year they're in it, um, which, you know, that and that used to be at least part of the draw because unless you were in Virginia, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you were, you were going to go over there and, and at least not get 0-3. Somebody's getting 0-3 in Asheville, who's pretty good. Um, yeah. Don't know yet. Don't know yet what the it's, – it's in a casino. It's in a Harris. Well, um, actually, no. It's the arena is just named after. It's actually not. Oh, a casino. okay. So Harris just sponsors it. Yes, Harris is, okay. is the fair enough. Yeah, pays, fair enough. has the naming rights, but it's if actually it's where UNC Asheville plays. I'm I'm confused on that. Well, good for Harris to to some, sponsor their arena. Um, yeah. But but it's in North Carolina. If there's an attendance situation, it'll be all North Carolina fans. I'm sure. Right. Or They'll know how to get the predominantly. But you also got Texas, you've got Providence, you've got Indiana, um, and those are teams that are that are ranked mm-hmm. uh, or will be ranked. And of course, they they're all ahead of Alabama in the Rothstein top fifty. I was I was about to bring it up if you didn't, man. Dude, just and then picked us like eighth in the league. Like, golly, that dude dude hates Alabama for some reason. Um, just not souls. Everybody have an opinion, but um, I say that as I'm sitting here wearing a t-shirt. I, I got home. I've got. I've just got in like just like virtual meetings for the rest of the day, so I put on like comfortable clothes, and I'm wearing my John Rothstein "We Sleep in May" t-shirt. <laughs> so well, I still it'll like, be I still a, like Rothstein. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, everybody, you don't want to pick the exact same at this right. juncture. Uh, but we'll see. That'll be a test. You know, Stanford will be a test. If you win and North Carolina wins, that'll be a test. If Get a rematch. Come out of the other. If you come out of the other bracket, you know, Texas is really good. Providence is looking forward to a huge year in Indiana, and so it's it's going to be. And you know, that's one of those that if you, you know, you can get in that middle part of the bracket and you're still playing really good teams. You know, you right. don't escape. You might be coming so, off a loss, but there's nobody easy for you. What easy waiting? You, you. Yeah, you're not going to catch the the easy team and then bounce back up. No, so there's no Southern Miss like last no. There's there's I agree 100 percent with that. So that was again that had been seems like it had been in the works. Um, didn't know about Stanford. Didn't know what Stanford's because originally the Pac-12 wasn't going to have any basketball before January. Right, a bunch of cowards. They just immediately <laughs> said we're not doing anything. <laughs> and who knows? You know, they they're still not football practicing today. So um, the, the, 
I guess they're going to be able to do um, some basketball, which technically, you know, what's what's actual practice. You know, they, they've had workouts and they, they have some hours now that they can be on the court. Um, but actual practice starts Monday. So, right. Um, and they should be. You know they should be in there, but it'll be it'll be a, an exciting event, and that, so that was exciting this morning just to see that. Finalized. And especially after after the fun week of recruiting and with the momentum that Alabama seems to be building in recruiting, it's just kind of like another thing to look forward to now. Whereas it seems like everything's been negative, it's another thing to hopefully you know, look forward. Yeah, to. and and the recruiting class will be final. That'll be after the early period. Um, yeah, so so that buzz will be what it'll be, but. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really yeah. interesting. And waiting now, it's still waiting on the Southeastern Conference to configure what the league schedule is going to be. And uh, the, the rest uh, of the I'm, conference as well. Yeah, and the Big 12 Challenge, um, mm-hmm. you know, who, how that's going to work out. So um, lots of scheduling news ahead. But, uh, you know, the, the league may end up playing 20 games like a lot of right. leagues are. Right, but it's it's it, you know, just just as it did with football, when you start to see a schedule, it makes it more real for you. And again, encourage everybody to continue their precautions. Um, COVID's still still out there, <laughs> um, particularly in the District of Columbia, apparently, but um, other places as well. And everybody needs to be careful. For sure, for sure. Well, let's take a quick break. After this, we're going to talk a little bit more about Alabama basketball recruiting. But let's take a quick break. This is the Bama Beat Basketball Podcast brought to you by Wickles Pickles. Welcome back to the Bama Beat Basketball Podcast brought to you by Wickles. Wickles, wickedly delicious pickles, relishes, okra, and much more. Wickles are proud to be Alabama-owned and made using a family recipe 90 years in the making. From Saturday sandwiches to Christmas dinner – their secret recipe used to be reserved for family and friends who were lucky enough to get a jar. But since 1998, they've been bringing the sweet heat and bold and tangy recipes into your home. Learn more about them at WicklesPickles.com and find them in your local store in the pickle aisle. Let's get wicked. So also another sponsor will be brought on is uh, Innisfree Irish Pub um, and in Tuscaloosa and in Birmingham. And on, on Saturday, I was pre-gaming at Innisfree. Uh, and there was a – I won't say who all was in town, but there were a lot of people in town not from out of town, I would say. And uh, one guy who was there who lives in Tuscaloosa was Trevor Relaford. And the first thing that Trevor did when he got there and saw him was like, are we getting Davidson? So uh, it was maybe, maybe happy to know that at Levi, Levi Randolph was asking the same thing. So they, they were still go. keeping up with it too. There you go. So there's been a lot you – know, since the commitment of Davidson – there's been a lot of buzz around Alabama basketball recruiting. Yeah. Let's let's first of all let's not neglect that there was another commitment. Oh yeah, um, right, right. The week before, the weekend before, um, the Sunday before, but we had done a podcast. Juson, uh, Juson Holt. Yeah, okay. I just wasn't sure if it was Juson. Um, I wouldn't, wouldn't. Yeah. The Holt, and, the Holt, the Holt is easy for me to remember. Because yeah. Of Holt. But right. Holt High um, School. Yeah. But, a six-six um, small forward out of Roswell, Georgia, a four-star. Mm-hmm. So it's not—I mean, a good player, a top one twenty-five player. Um, obviously, it kind of got—I <laughs> mean, I was excited when we got the pivot, but it kind of got lost. Sure, you know, absolutely. But, but it got—he played for the Celtics in Atlanta AAU program, one of the one of the 
high-level AAU programs, um, had good teams involved in his recruitment, sort of fits, looks like he fits the Oates mold of, of longer guys who can shoot the ball. And um, so so they've got two commitments, which, which has them off to a strong start. We were talking about numbers. Six? You, you know, is that would that be the target? Would you would you sign six in November? I mean, that's how it worked out for you. If you can get the six that you want, and we'll talk more about these guys. But if you can get these the top your top six targets, yeah, I think you do. Um, yeah, first first of all, now they have four seniors, right? Um, because Bruner's a grad transfer, and then Herb Petty. Reese. Yeah. So, so that's four seniors. So that leaves two spots and in college basketball today with the movement, I don't think there'll be as much movement as there was last year. You know, you could, you could have less movement and still um, end up with those two spots. Just, you know, guys evaluate their playing time options and, and, or I mean, that's, that's as the the transfer rules. Yeah, as the transfer rules get more and more um, open, uh, that's, yeah. not only did Alabama have guys transfer out this year, but I think they're all eligible. I think, I right. think obviously, Galen was a grad transfer, and I think Forbes and, and Javion both got their waivers. Right. And can right. play. So, so yeah, if you can, and if the thing is, if you, if you're bringing in, I mean, we're kind of still kind of teasing, but the six guys that we kind of think Alabama is really wanting, then you don't really have to worry about, it's not like last year, you, you've already kind of got your roster where you want it. You don't have to worry about, about having to bring in a grad transfer. Um, obviously right. Brenner is a great fit for this team, but if you get these six and you kind of, you like where you're at roster wise. Right. I and if you, and, and, and I would say it's not impossible. I certainly wouldn't rule it out, you know, you, but you see what you've got, you see what position, you know, do, do I need a, a point that can carry some of that load? Do I need a, another um, big, although I think that, I think they got a chance to be pretty well set on bigs, depending on yeah. how some guys develop. And then uh, let's be honest about it. You know, there's a chance on, on Alabama's, uh, upcoming roster of somebody that might might be one and done right or, or opting or not opting out but choosing to go into the draft mm-hmm. um and not to be coy about it you know primo's been listed on some of those some of those mocks right and so depend on how he plays but um that's that's a possibility that's and, pretty much all those things though that we we're talking about that's yeah. why you oversign sure Oh, and then sure. you let it work, it's set, work itself let out. Let it work so, itself out. So talking about the guys that Alabama is really high on right now, the ones that are creating the most buzz, today it was announced that Alabama made Caleb Houston's um, top four. Um, I believe it was with Michigan, Virginia, and Duke. Yeah, pretty lofty top four. Yeah, pretty, yeah the, yeah, the you know, reigning national champion, Duke, and Michigan. Um, he's a uh, 6'8", which he, he's listed it on – Two four seven as a power forward. From watching him, he seems more like a small forward to me. I mean, I guess he could play the four some. Yeah. But he, he's not, he's not a definitely not a post guy. Like not gonna you're not gonna post him up and bang down low. He's a good shooter. He's the uh, number according to twenty four seven. He's the number nine player in the country. Um, 
Actually, uh, actually, he's one spot ahead of JD, right? One or two. Yes, he is. He is he's uh, one spot different, ahead. Different position and different situation, but definitely a five star. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really like Jerry Myers says, dangerous three point shooter, solid handler and passer, um, and you know has plays. He's not super athletic, but it has has strength. So and kind of a combo forward type. So, it, I mean, it looks like Alabama's in good position there. Um, you, I, I think I've seen JD talking about him. Um, so, like, I, I feel like he's probably the number, you know, number one target that Alabama's looking at. Uh, uh, yeah, certainly I mean, based on ranking. I don't know if uh, they might like Betty Gago more. But. Yeah, position guys. And he, by the way, he's at IMG. Right. Um, you know, which is which is. Um, produced so many players for Alabama, including Darius Miles, who's on this year's team, uh, played at IMG. So um, it's a familiar territory for Alabama. Um, football, Evan Neal, obviously, is IMG. Right. Um, so so uh, it's, it's somewhere that Alabama has good relationships. Do you beat – and and one other thing I'll say about it, people see Duke and they go, oh, well, Duke, he's going to Duke. Duke's recruiting other guys. I mean, right. Duke's recruiting. Um, they might know, Duke, get three of Duke, the top six. Duke, Duke's looking at three of the top six. And so then does he, you know, does he want to be, I mean, obviously Duke's attractive and playing for Coach K is attractive, but but it's not a make or break recruit for Duke. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he, uh, what he does. And, and I don't know that he set a date today. He just announced he, the top four. He is not, but he has said he wants to, um, he's going to sign early. He wants to do it before, make the decision before his high school season starts. So that's, I mean, that's a few weeks. So, um, so the other guy, coming. other guy that I'll, yeah, another guy that Alabama is very high on and has Alabama actually picked up two crystal balls this week from Eric Bossy and Jerry Meyer is Charles Bediaco. Um, Charles, he's from Canada, which we continue the Canadian pipeline, but goes to IMG in Bradenton. He is uh, a 6'11 center, two, weighs 215, a really athletic 6'11 also, um, rated by 247 as the uh, 27th best player in the country and the fifth best center. I've watched a good amount of film on him. Yeah, Alabama's been in on him. They were they were recruiting him hard last year. Hodgson got on got on him very yeah, very early. Very early, yeah. Uh, I don't know how. I don't know what Hodgson's connection is in Canada, but <laughs> I got no qualms no with it. Whatever it is, that's fine. Um, he's from Buffalo. Yeah, he's from right across the. Yeah. Um, right across um, the he, river. He's athletic. And obviously big, but also has a frame that'll. I could see him adding some weight too. Um, he's getting just kind of. He's not super lanky. He's. I mean, he is built, but you could you could probably get some weight on him. Um, he. Uh, I don't know how much he really shoots it, um, but just a super athletic guy down low with good post moves, good defender, shot blocker. Which it's been so long since Alabama's had a shot blocker. Um, well, at least I say that it feels like because we didn't have anybody last year. We did have Dante all two years ago. Um, but yeah, like you said, he's a guy that they've been in on for a while. Yeah, and and seem to be in pretty good shape with. 
especially with so, you know, the, the, the crystal balls that, that yeah, and Jerry, you, and Jerry you, you know, and Eric yeah. Bossy, those were like the two guys. Yeah, when some of those. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know how many guys have access to that anymore, but um, I'm not really looking for. Yeah. If I get somebody gets a crystal ball from Big Blue Illustrated, it doesn't really care as much weight <laughs> as it does than when it's Jerry Meyer and Eric Bossy. Um, WJHK or KHJK Kansas Jayhawk Radio. Yeah. There's some guys that crystal that'll have 11 guys crystal balled to Kansas. You know, right. So it varies. But it's, you know, it's an interesting tool if you if you look at the analysts and so forth. So so that was that's two more. Right. Five star possibilities that are in high school. And then there's so two more it, guys, two more guys. After that, it's like Wickles Pickles, man. There's just so many, so many varieties to choose right. from, man. So the next one that I was going to mention is actually not a high school guy. It's a JUCO guy. He, and I'm kind of just going by who's been the most buzz has been around lately. And this is Langston, Langston Wilson, a JUCO power forward, 6'9", 200. He's from Pennsylvania, but goes to yeah. uh, Georgia, Georgia Highlands Junior College in Rome, Georgia. Yeah. Um, He's rated in the composite JUCO rankings as number two in the country, number six in the two four seven. Um, but yeah, picked up a crystal ball for him today from uh, Jerry Meyer. So. Yeah, his his numbers. I think he averaged ten points a game um, last year. His numbers don't blow you away, but I think it's it's athleticism again. I think he's a six eight six nine guy that can really jump, run, defend. Um, rebound, do all those things, uh, and is just extra athletic. Right. Um, a guy who, you know, you bring him in, he's a Juco guy, so he's going to play, but, you know, might not ever be a starter, but he's a guy that you need, a guy who can get down and bang, um, you know, give you, you know, some, some depth down low. I always, I always see those guys, and I think about playing against um, Mississippi State, Texas A&M, Arkansas, and you're like, where did they get these guys? And that's where they get them. You know, they they, they go um, bring them in out of junior college, particularly Arkansas, and and State's done it too. And and you know, so they end up with these these big, long guys that you never heard of because they weren't high school stars. But there are, you know, they've got plenty of them, and they're hard to play against. Right, or it might be like the fourth best big on the team, but you know when your top two guys are in foul trouble, then they bring in this guy, and you're like, how the hell do they have this many like skilled bigs? <laughs> yeah, A and M was A and M, and A and M's changing a little bit under Buzz, but they they were that way under Kennedy. You know, they just bring in guys, and you're like, that's a pretty big guy. He's that's yeah. a pretty you know where'd he come from? The team that I think about when it comes to that was the uh, I think it was 2000. 2007 Arkansas that had Stephen Hill, Darian Towns, um, what was the guy's name? Charles Thomas, I think. Right. Um, yeah. Vincent Hunter. Vincent Hunter was their fourth best big. Vincent Hunter had been like two years prior, been like an all SEC freshman, professional <laughs> right. SEC guy. And you're just like, how the hell do they have all these guys? Right. Um, and 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 just keep keep bringing them in, keep bringing them in, and and um, so you know, not comparing. Langston to any of those guys, but um, but just it's nice to have it. If you've got a full, it's the advantage of having a full roster. You know that's what right. you're 
that's what you're looking at. That's what you're talking about. And um, it's it's something that Alabama's had never seemed to be the thing um, for Alabama. But yeah, that that Arkansas team, Charles Thomas, you know, was what six eight and two forty and could shoot uh, and could shoot. And then they'd bring in they had Stephen Hill for a big. Had Vincent Hunter, like you say, Sonny Weems. Remember Sonny Weems? They'd, oh, they'd yeah, bring yeah. they'd bring him in. Sonny you know, was like he was like he played the three for them. Yeah, yeah, he was like so, six seven. Yeah, so a quick, a quick um, aside, see, so I'll never forget this. I heard this story from a former player. So we go up to Arkansas in 2007. I remember I was at this game. We drove up there for it. I'm sure I was too. It, they jumped out to like a 22 to three lead, um, and we had just driven nine hours up there for it. And Charles Thomas hits two threes. Yeah, that, and like, that was like right after the end of – that was right after – I may not have been at that. It was January, game. the first SEC game. Well, what I'm thinking, though, is this is the the 2007 season, right? Right after Saban got hired. Yeah, right after Saban. So I, I was probably stuck here doing Saban stuff, to be perfectly right. honest, where well, I was. I, I was. I think I was at the airport on Thursday when Saban landed, and then we drove up to Arkansas the next day. Um and so Jamar, he hits Charles Thomas. It's two threes, like all in. Like Jamario's not even out there guarding him, and hits it, and he gets back to the gets back to the bench, and uh, you know we're down twenty two to three, and Philip Pearson's like, why are you not out there? Why are you not guarding him? It's on the scouting report, and Mar- Jamario just had not read the scouting report, had no idea. That he got <laughs> two threes. No idea. <laughs> Come on, Jamario, get, yeah. get your get your stuff together. Um, all right, I, so I, I remember guy, that. That, they they came into um, Tuscaloosa and won too, I think. They did. They did. And later that month. They did. So. Um, so the last guy that Alabama is, you know, this we kind of round out that six would be Wesley Cardet, combo guard. Again, continuing the theme of long wings, a six six, one seventy five, you know, combo guard, um, out of Orlando, Florida, attends West Oaks Academy. <laughs> According to 24-7 Sports, yep. the number 54 player in the country, a four-star. And right now, according to them, like we're the only team that is that he's warm on. So we, it sounds like we have a lot of momentum there as well. No, no crystal balls, but it does sound like we're in very good. Yeah, I, I think that it is Cardet. I think that could it, be but, Cardet. But but Alabama has so many French speakers on the roster that it may turn into Cardet if if right. he comes here. He, he right. may be. He may become Carday um, to go with Chiku. Alex Chiku is probably going to call it say Carday. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so it'll be interesting to uh, to see. He, every, everything I hear from him is is um, his rating doesn't doesn't jump off the page. If he's oh he's underrated, he's underrated, he's underrated. So I'll be interested to see um, if, if that. If that moves up, um, it, and he has good teams involved, um, mm-hmm. Maryland, Florida, St. John's, I know offered him uh, several top Power Five teams. So right, um, so it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. so if you get those that would six, be, those six, right. and that's a dream class. That is going to be either the number two or number one class in the country, which is absolutely sick to be thinking about. But yet, you know, you don't know what Duke's going to do. If they sign three of the top six guys in the country, they're probably going to have the best class. 
but would be an, an incredible, incredible class. Yeah, it really would, and and would would change the the roster around, and then uh, would be a second really strong recruiting year in a row. And you know the the next thing, and I, I say this to everybody: the next step in that, the next step in recruiting kids is um, getting into the tournament and making noise in the tournament, and of course showing um, them you can do something with it. Yeah, and and there's nothing good about coronavirus. I'm not going to say one lucky break, but there was there was nobody that Alabama recruits against that made a deep run last year because there wasn't a tournament, unfortunately. Right. Um, and who know, knows? But, this but, might have kind of evened the playing field a little bit. I think I think it might have. I think there were some kids that Alabama was involved with. Primo, for instance, you know, came down to, to I guess Alabama and Creighton. And I think Alabama was probably going to get him, but you know who knows what happens if Creighton gets to the Elite Eight and mm-hmm. and you know is really the the hot team in the country. Um, you know Auburn's kept recruiting well. They they certainly I think not getting JD stung them, but, but they're they're you know, probably they, going they're going to get somebody this week. That yeah, I think that they, they, they'll get Jabari Smith. I think out of Atlanta, who's another five star. So yeah, a top ten, um, a top ten guy. So so just you know, the, the, and, the way I look at it is just I think about how unhappy I'd be if they got JD Davison and Jabari Smith like in a week. Just how well that's that's just the nature of it. But yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, you can't get everybody. Only Kentucky right. can get everybody, right? And, and <laughs> even even they're not looking like they're going to do that in this year's class. Right. Uh, that would well, be amazing. They brought in so many new guys this year. Yeah. Well, but they turn it over so fast, Hunter. That's the thing. But um, if Alabama got their six guys that we were talking about, and you, you never know how a, a JUCO player is going to get ranked and so forth, but if, if Alabama got those six, um, It'd be competitive with Kentucky. I'm not going to say it would end up ranking higher than Kentucky. Um, Kentucky will get three or four top 30 guys, but. And they always seem to get them so late, too. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Foreign guys late and so forth. So um, it'll be interesting to see. and, And they can get them, obviously, from anywhere on earth. And so I, I, I'm not going to say Alabama is going to have the number one class in the SEC if they get all those guys, but it would be pretty competitive for that. It would right. be, it would be pretty close. Um, again, allowing with the fact that Kentucky's going to get some guys, you know, they, they're always, they're always going to get some guys right now. I think the national number one, I guess is Florida state, but correct. Um, but they're, they, they're probably done. They, yeah, they've got they've got, they've got five, five and, and probably recruiting one more is about all they're recruiting. Right. So, um, yeah, it's we'll yeah, it'll be interesting to shake out, and of course, it, it comes fast because their signing right. period is is a month away. We'll probably do another recruiting show here in a couple of weeks as as things develop. Um, <laughs> I think I think right now, and it is early. Um, there's kind of a bunch that's that's bunched up at the top of um, the SEC, and, and Kentucky's in that group, obviously. Um, even though I think only one of their guys is committed, like you said, they get guys late and so forth. But yeah, I think LSU's 
actually leading the SEC at the moment. So it's actually uh, Ole Miss. Oh, okay. Go, yeah. well, they, but they've got four or five guys. No, three guys. They got three. Yeah. LSU has three. Yeah. So, which is um, good. Kentucky, Kentucky's good. actually the tenth best class. That's because they only got one guy. But you know they're going to get guys. They're going to zoom. Past. It's just like when Alabama football back in March. People were talking everybody, about yeah. Everybody. Oh my God, they're fifty third and they're behind Utah and like that was going to happen. You know, right. like like Kentucky's not going to have a good year. Alabama football's not going to have a good year. That, that was never happening. Right. So, so yeah, we'll do another podcast recruiting wise in a couple of weeks. Yeah, we, we hadn't done a mailbag in a while, and I don't know if we can get to one. You know, it's just so hectic with football right now. Um, you know, I'm sitting here right now. We're we're taping on Wednesday afternoon, and I don't know if I've got a football game to cover Saturday or not, or um, or Friday, maybe. or Friday, or or if I've got Saturday off, who knows? I yeah. Might, or I might be taking the kayak, see if Slim Charles will let me borrow his kayak and <laughs> head for um, head for Oxford in that. So we'll see. Well, enjoyed it, Cecil. This has been the Bama Beat Basketball Podcast brought to you by Wickles Pickles. <laughs>